It is my privilege to welcome Congressman Lee Zeldin, a true friend of the Orthodox community. He has pledged to protect yeshivas and to fight anti-Semitism. Congressman Zeldin, thank you so much for taking the time from your busy schedule to join us. You guys, thanks for having me. Oh, our pleasure. I have never seen this much excitement in the Orthodox community that I can recall, other than maybe for President Trump. Jewish leaders tend to refrain from making endorsements. They also tend, let's be honest, to lean Democrat. Yet you have been endorsed by virtually every segment of our community, with maybe one or two exceptions. Why are we seeing this unprecedented phenomenon? Albany declared a war on yeshiva education. We're seeing rising anti-Semitism on our streets, in classrooms, higher ed. We see it in the City University of New York. We see it in the halls of government. And the Orthodox community has decided enough. We're not going to take it. And I can't wait to continue this partnership that, quite frankly, for me, started decades before I was even born. I mean, my great-grandfather was an Orthodox rabbi in Brooklyn. Uh, the Frederica Rebbe had sent him a letter in the 1930s thanking him for his efforts fighting for yeshiva education. And he had three sons, my grandfather and two brothers. And all three formed synagogues. My mother was a fourth-grade yeshiva teacher. I, I will be honored to serve as the first Jewish Republican governor here in the state of New York. And what we need to do is to fight back against those who have declared war on yeshiva education, those who are not doing enough to identify, confront, and crush anti-Semitism in every form. And I look forward to championing uh, the story of the yeshiva education, uh, what will not get told uh, by others who are engaging in this attack about how students learn right from wrong and they live law-abiding lives and they attend classes and they're successful in life and they uh, they go through continuing education beyond their early years. And this attack, I feel, from Albany is just in Chapter 1 of the story. It will continue if we don't push back. Uh, and as far as friendships go, uh, the use of the word friend in politics gets used too loosely. A friend that should not be defined based off of how they act when it's easy, but what they do in standing up uh, to work with you, to fight with, alongside you when it's hard. And right now we're in one of those moments and Kathy Hochul has failed. She said it was getting too hot. So she'd refer, prefer not to comment. She said this issue was not within the purview of her office, but a governor is able to have an opinion on anything, can state that opinion publicly and can move public opinion with those beliefs. Uh, so I look forward to, on day one, doing absolutely everything in my power to stand with, work with the, the Jewish community, the Orthodox Jewish community, the Hasidic community, to make sure uh, that we are once again uh, supported by a strong state capital that looks to bolster the quality of education in our schools and to stop and confront anti-Semitism on our streets and our schools and in government. Yeah, you've been a true friend. You've been passionate. You've been vocal even from day one, even before you got a single endorsement, I would add. Uh, Kathy Hochul, it's not just her actions. It's literally her words, as you said. I mean, she has dodged the question repeatedly. She just bowed out. I'm not getting involved. Uh, you know, that's not something that I that, that, that I can have any influence on. You're the governor. You're, you're the governor. And, uh, you know, I want to discuss Hochul for a second because – Obviously, she's been a disaster, not just for the Jews and anti-Semitism, but uh, I mean, the state is just in terrible shape. People are afraid to get on a subway. MSNBC now is thro throwing her under the bus. I'm going to play that clip that has now become the infamous clip, which may be her her own political suicide. Uh, listen to They're this. not being represented from this this governor who still to this moment. We're at, what are we halfway through the debate? She still hasn't talked about locking up anyone committing any crimes. OK, anyone who commits a crime. 
under our laws, especially with the change we made to bail, has consequences. I don't know why that's so important to you. How could she be so out of touch? Uh, really, it's a great question, and I, I don't know everyone's scratching their heads. And when she said that she doesn't <laughs> understand why that's so important to me, she's saying she doesn't understand why that's so important to all New Yorkers who are out there who feel the same way that I do. And then she goes on to MSNBC right after that to try to clean it up. And she says uh, that our efforts fighting crime in New York, that it's a conspiracy and that we're data deniers. <laughs> well, she took that argument to CNN, and when she went on CNN – she didn't realize it was a split screen while she's continuing down this line. The other half of the screen is showing all the different major categories of crime that are going up. So as she keeps <laughs> digging herself a deeper hole, what does she do? She digs even deeper. She then goes on MSNBC again, and the host cuts her off and says, I don't feel safe. When I go to a pharmacy, everything's locked up. Yeah. I'm not riding the subway. People don't want to be told it's just perception. There's nothing to see here. It's a conspiracy. Look away. What everyone is actually demanding is boldness, courage, leadership, and they're not getting that from Kathy Hochul. Yeah, you really cannot make this stuff up. I want to get back to the yeshivas for a moment. I know we're up against the clock. What specifically, I think people are wondering, what specifically can the governor do uh, when you get into office, God willing, in order to fight and defend the yeshivas and to prevent this takeover by, by the Board of Regents? Well, first off, uh, what we were just talking about regarding the soapbox that the governor has, a lot of people don't understand what yeshiva education is, what happens inside of yeshiva. And for the governor to stand up and to tell the rest of that story that isn't being told by many in the media, that isn't being told, obviously, by this governor, uh, is going to be important to move public opinion. Uh, I think that this is an effort to uh, distract uh, attention away from Poor performing public schools and the standardized test scores that just came out show a growing achievement gap, especially amongst fourth grade reading and math. Uh, it's even starker amongst black, Hispanic and low income students, even though we spend two and a half times as much per pupil in New York. than you see in places like Florida and Mississippi where their students are, are doing better. And you look at their black students, Hispanic students, low income students, their test scores in fourth grade reading and math. So the governor has the ability to weigh in on all of that, to tell the rest of the story. There's power uh, in the context of the state budget. There's context. Uh, there's power uh, it, with regards to bills that people need the governor to sign. And uh, it's going to be important with the state education aid dollars that are being uh, put out to make sure that we're using these opportunities uh, to be able to, I'm not, I'm not trying to knock it down, any form of education. I want to lift up all forms of education, whether it's public or non-public. Uh, so uh, there are ways in the promotion of school choice, especially for these students trapped in poor performing public schools, regardless of race, ethnicity, wealth, zip code, everyone deserves access to a quality education. They pay a lot of money uh, in taxes. A lot of it goes to school taxes. Uh, but they're not seeing directly the benefit for their kids. And we have to yeah. find a way to uh, to level the playing field and to improve education everywhere, all forms, yeah. public and non-public. And I love your positive messaging. Final question before I let you go. What kind of turnout are you expecting? Do you feel the numbers will be so close that the Orthodox community actually may be the difference maker on Tuesday? They may absolutely be the difference maker. And that's why we need everybody to vote. Take nothing for granted. Everyone needs to tell everybody that they need to go out vote. Friends, family, neighbors, strangers, coworkers, go on the WhatsApp group, social media, email. 
no one can sit this out. Uh, we really need everybody before 9 p.m. today to be the key. Absolutely. Absolutely. Congressman Lee Zeldin, huge privilege. I've been a huge fan of yours for years. I'm glad that my fellow Jews have caught on, and we wish you the best of luck here coming Tuesday. Thank you so much. Take care. Congressman Lee Zeldin on the Yaakov M. Show on the Vin News Podcast.